bitch, please. Oh, bitch, please, my ass. Do you want a sandwich? Dig that. Oh, hell yeah. She's a bad Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the JB's Low Tech Podcast. Well, today, with my guests, I will have something good for your body, your wallet, your mind, and your soul. Here next on the JB's Low Tech Podcast. When you need someone to listen, a lawyer you know and trust. Congratulations to all the Minnesota businesses that scraped through the last year. It sure hasn't been easy, but we've done it together. And while we certainly need to move forward, it's good to reflect on what we've been through and the many losses. Here at Bradshaw and Bryant, we held a lot of Zoom meetings, increased our phone calls, and have done our best to keep up with all the changes while continuing to provide quality work. We'd like to thank everyone that turned to us with their personal injury and criminal needs, as well as the courtrooms for bringing the community back together to serve justice. We look forward to being part of Minnesota's growth and success for many years to come. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. I hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, don't sign anything till you've talked to us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Seeking justice for the injured, Bradshaw and Bryant. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the JB's Low Tech Podcast. As I stated earlier, we would be discussing something that was good for your body, your mind, your soul, and your wallet. And I'm going to do that with uh, today's guest, oddly enough, my sister-in-law, Carla Blackshear. Hi, Carla. How you doing? I'm wonderful. How are you doing today, John? <laughs> I'm trying to survive and um, <laughs> just keep on keeping on, I guess. <laughs> Um, I agree with you on that one. <laughs> I'm glad everything's good on your end. Um, today's topic is going to be on gardening, ladies and gentlemen, but it's going to have a lot of ten tentacles to it. So, and um, that's why I said it's going to be something good for your for your body, your soul, your mind, and, and also your wallet. So. Before we get into that, though, Carla, can you kind of give the people listening kind of a background on you, or as I always call it, your origin story? Sure. So I am I'm a registered nurse of 44 years. Actually, I retired um, January of 2020, right before all of this COVID yeah. happened. <laughs> I don't know. Someone was telling me something, I guess. I just retired right before all this hit. Um, but my background is um, very clinical. Um, I've 
than clinical with in hospitals, of course. Um, but also um, a good part of my uh, working experience was on the corporate side as well. So I have about 18 years in pharmaceuticals, um, half of that sales, half of that, and most likely over the last nine years as a clinical nurse educator in the pharmaceutical industry. Um, so I've done a number of things during my you know, nursing career. All good, all very satisfying, very gratifying. Um, but back in, I would say, 1985, I start, had my first start of a garden. And it all came about because I had a mentor um, who was a nurse. And I took a look at her in-ground garden, and she was showing me how to can tomatoes and vegetables and um, also preserve, like, jellies, jams, and all the good stuff. And I said, oh, wow, I think this is something I could do. So it was kind of like my first crack at it. And um, she was growing everything from the ground and from the earth. Right. And I, I started things in a, a low raised bed, maybe about a two by, maybe it was like a four by eight. And just started very small, just to get a taste of what it was going to be like, um, how much work was going to go into it and so forth. So I did that for a few years. And of course, you know, life happens, things changed. Um, that was back in Philadelphia. I moved out of the area and um, I revisited gardening back in 2008 when I settled here in the Atlanta, Georgia area. So I continued to do nursing um, during that time, started my garden, started another business, which was mince catering, catering to health and wellness, where I was helping people more on that journey of changing your lifestyle, um, inputting better habits. Let's get on the healthy side of things. And um, I phased that business out just a few years um, mostly because my job had me on the road all the time. Yeah. Um, I was behind the wheel of a car. I was in a plane, you know, educating patients, educating doctors, offices, clinics, infusion centers, you name it, I was doing it. And um, I decided I continued to garden no matter what. So in 2008 when I was gardening here, I started with just raised, I mean, not raised beds. I started in pots. Um, peppers, tomatoes, very small, had good success with that. So I moved it to the ground and I started planting from the earth, um, which is the awesome, best thing to do if you can do that. And then over the years, I slowly went back to container potting, container planting, and or raised beds only because just over the years, the work um, of doing things with my back was just taxing. So I tried to raise the level at which I was working and started doing it that way. So I've been gardening consistently since 2008, and it has gotten bigger and bigger every year. And, and now I can devote as much time as I want to it simply because this is my baby, my project, and, and I'm helping others you know, start their gardens too. Right. Well, um, I'm going to back up a little bit here. Um, you said you were, um, started in, in Philly. 
it, is mm-hmm. that where you uh, was born and raised? I was born and raised in West Philadelphia. Okay. Just and, like the Fresh Prince. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, moved out of the city, I would say, at the age of 10 to an area near St. Joe's College. It was called Winfield, Pennsylvania, but still went to school in the city. And uh, once I graduated from college in 1976 from Penn State University, um, moved um, along the what they call the main line. So I was in Westchester, Pennsylvania, and that's where I actually started the garden. Well, the reason why I asked were you uh, born and raised there leads to my next question or comment is um, did you by chance ever discuss and I don't know how much he kept up with it as he got older my dad gardening or uh, did my brother has my brother ever brought that up because we grew up my dad always had a small garden in the backyard and you know Percy did tell me um, about that that your dad had a garden and so I think that's why he encourages me, you know, to continue <laughs> right. doing what I do because he knows what the goods are like, you know, that's coming from your own space. Um, so, yeah, he's, he, he helps me in every way that I possibly could use his help. Right. Um, particularly, he built those raised beds for me, which was very timely. Um and once he built two, I had him build another, and I tried <laughs> to convince him to do one more for me this year. But right. It's a lot of work, too. Um, but, yeah, he's very involved in, you know, what I'm doing and helps out wherever he can. Yeah, because we were, um, even though it was kind of my dad's hobby and his uh, relaxation, uh, one of his points of relaxation outside of music, um we had to help him. <laughs> there was no, there was no uh, choice. We had to go dig up the yard every, every spring and um, help him do whatever he was going to get done. Him and his, uh, our neighbor, Mr. Fred Harris, um, had kind of, even though there was a fence in between, they kind of had like joint gardens and they would grow right. different things and share the bounty of uh, what each other grew and whatnot and mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I always remembered him um, my dad pulling green tomatoes one to either fry his green tomatoes or mm-hmm. to have them ripen in the window and get them away from the from the squirrels in the neighborhood so that's right. That's exactly what you did. <laughs> so, so those were my my takes from uh, from gardening. And and by the way, I forgive you for being a, a Nittany Lion. You know, I, <laughs> you know, being a gopher. But uh, we we all we all have our um, our crosses to bear. So yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then you know. And let me ask you this, because I really don't know the answer, and I'm being truthful with you. And if you don't want to answer, uh, I will totally understand. Where and how did you meet my brother? Because I don't know. <laughs> oh, you don't know that story? No, I don't. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. 
So I relocated to Atlanta in 2001 with a company that I was working for. They closed shop in Maryland, Columbia, Maryland, mm-hmm. and we got relocated here. And um, that was the beginning of the year. And towards the end of the year in October, um, I attended a party that was given by one of the ladies that I was working with. She was a partner with a friend of his. And they were given this house party. And so I left one birthday gathering to come to this party. And that's where I actually met your brother. So the, the story around this, though, is just so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there was a good t- there was a saxophone player who looked like Samuel L. Jackson okay. playing at this party. Well, I had missed him playing, but he was still there when I got there. And he was trying to hit on me. Oh. And Percy was standing in the kitchen, and the guy was trying to get a pencil or something so to write his information down on paper so he could give it to me. And Percy decides he's going to find a pencil and give it to this guy. I don't know why he did that, <laughs> <laughs> but he did. And this guy is giving me his information. But I guess he had a plan. Percy had a plan. Right. Uh-huh, with all of that happening. And the next thing we know, we were in uh, the garage where the DJ and the dance floor and everything was set up. And Percy was actually at the party to meet a young lady who was a friend of his friend, mm-hmm. right? Right. And, and, you know, his friend is getting annoyed that he's trying to talk to me while standing on the wall. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, things just materialized from there. We moved from there. We never really did dance together. We were just in conversation. Mm -hmm. And then we moved to the living room, and we were in conversation. And, of course, Percy passed off his information to me. And I think probably a week later I decided that I would give him a call. And and thereafterwards we had a first date. And so that's how we met <laughs> okay well i like you said i never you know you guys live down there and i live way up north and um i've never heard the story uh, uh how you two met you know yeah. so all right well that clears up something for me and also um may clear up some things for some of the other family members too but also you know Give you uh, give my audience an idea on how to, how you became my sister in law, so yeah. Um, so with that, um, and we've uh, talked about you uh, nursing and and whatnot. So um, um, so gardening is more than a hobby; it has become a business for you. And yeah, um, <laughs> uh, let's talk about. Um, some of the tentacles of where that is actually uh, grown and spun off to? So 2020, um, actually 2019 is when I decided that I would try to piece something together so that in the future I would maybe have a business. Didn't really know that it really was going to kick off, but because of COVID last year, I went into the building stage of course getting my website together um building the garden area that I would be able to showcase to clients and I decided in 20 January of this year to kick it off 
And so this is my first year really running the business piece okay. of, of, um, of gardening, of organic gardening. Mm-hmm. And with that, what I do is I try to be an influencer to anyone who wants to listen, right. <laughs> anyone who wants to try uh, to start a garden somewhere. Right. Um, and the most important thing is if you're wanting to even go in this direction, and I speak to my clients about that, is to know the why behind what you're doing. For me, I do this for a number of reasons. I do this because I know from growing my own fruits and vegetables, I know what it is I'm getting. That's like most important. Mm -hmm. Um, If you go to the grocery store nowadays, you're noticing if you pull something off the grocery, it doesn't even last long. That doesn't even last long in the refrigerator anymore. No. What is really happening is that we're getting our groceries from farms or that are miles away. Mm-hmm. And so by the time the produce gets to the market and then it gets from the market to your table, um, it goes through multiple processes before, you know, you even get to put it to your mouth. So that's, they're using insecticides and things like that to keep their harvest going and to try to keep it healthy. But when you're starting your own garden, there's none of that. And I try to grow as organically as I can, meaning that I'm using organic soils, I'm using organic fertilizers, I'm trying to do everything organically. And that's the number one reason for me is freshness, how crisp your vegetables are, um, the amount of vitamin content you're going to get out of your plants when you're first picking them or taking them from the garden. No insecticides. I know what I'm putting in my body. So that was a big, big piece for me for wanting to have something that I can call my own. The other thing that's really good for me is that it really puts me in a great mental space. Yeah. So especially last year during this time with COVID and everyone is like, going through moments of ups and downs, depression, whatever. I honestly, this garden for me is like a lifesaver. And and even before COVID, it's just a place that you can go to that just brings some joy. Because first of all, you're putting your hands in dirt. <laughs> and it puts you in a really, really good mood. It really kind of takes whatever was going on that week or for that day. It just takes it away because your mind is just someplace else. It's just like being one with nature. So it's, it's, it's a really good, what I call a rejuvenating piece of work um, that I enjoy doing. And you talked about your pocket. Mm-hmm. The cost of vegetables today, oh my gosh. I mean, I just went to the market today, and in these past couple of weeks, I've been on nothing but fruits and vegetables um, living. Right. <laughs> I mean, truly, on fruits and vegetables. No meat, no fish, no none of that. And so I'm having to go to the grocery store to buy produce, and it's off the chain. And, like, I'm in the middle of growing my collards and my kale now, but... 
Um, I depleted what I had, so I'm starting all over again, and I won't have anything probably until spring. Um, so it will save cost-wise. I would just say grow what you enjoy eating, and that's what I grow in my garden. I don't grow anything that I'm not going to eat, I'm not going to consume. So there are so many factors for me that has gone into this that, yes, it is no longer a hobby. It is a pleasurable business, but one that I'm wanting and willing to share with anyone who wants to learn to do it. And, uh, you know, I've kind of went through something like that myself during the pandemic. Uh, two things uh, spun out of the time that I had on my hands, even though I was still I was still uh, working on uh, on campus as an essential worker. One was to start this podcast, and the other was to uh, start a business unlike yours to um, have something to do once I retire, which is I uh, repair uh, sports equipment, mostly baseball and softball gloves. But um, mm -hmm. just to uh, take something I like doing, and because um, I was always a tinkerer, when I was young, I was always trying to fix something that broke at home and uh, as a kid. And also, um, you know, yeah, to make uh, money for it, but it also brings me peace of mind. And also, um, you know, every time I do something, I learn something. So, you know, I can kind of understand what you were saying with all with everything you said about why you started. So, and, and, and uh, I should have asked you this earlier. What is the name of your business? My business is Carla in the Kitchen. Uh, my tagline is from garden to table. Okay. So with my business, I not only uh, plan and will deliver that plan to a client who can either start their own or I will plan and I will start their garden for them and help them maintain it. And then the second piece to the business, which is the Carla in the kitchen piece, is really I'm trying to help people know or learn what to do with what they harvest. So that piece will be, you know, recipes, you know, maybe how to cook squash, what to do with your squash, what to do with cucumbers, canning ideas, and so forth. So that's the second half. So what do I do with all of this stuff that I'm growing? And this year... I had a great tomato crop, but we ate more and I did not really, I still didn't get a chance to even can tomatoes this year because we were using the tomatoes that were coming out of the yeah. garden. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, so where's my winter stash? You know, <laughs> I don't have any winter stash. Um, but I mean, it's all good. The thing is, you know, you just, oh my gosh, you, it's so unbelievably the taste of their vegetables. You can't even compare to what you get in the stores. I mean, and that's what gets you hooked in. You know what I'm saying? It just, once you get started with this and you commit to it, you'll say, I don't ever want to go to the grocery store if I don't have to. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I find myself, uh, as I get older, uh, eliminating things from my diet, 
mm-hmm. and um, adding other things. Like I've um, literally have gone from eating meat five times a week to I'm down to two days a week now and um, uh, adding more fish and seafood and um, mm-hmm. salad and things like that um, and and not feeling hungry and you know still being able to you know I still work out I played baseball all summer and still had the energy to uh, do all those things so it's it's about being smart too so exactly exactly I mean that's the mind frame I mean when I had my men's catering business the catering to health and it wasn't just about catering Um, it was really a a business that helped people change their eating habits but my other piece was catering but I only catered healthy foods so if you wanted me to do your catering for you. You weren't getting the fried chicken, the potato salad, the mac and cheese. I'm sorry, that's not what, what I was going to do, but people right. loved, people who really know me, and mm-hmm. it was, a lot of it was all word of mouth, knew how good of a cook I was, but I always cooked healthy. So you can cook healthy food, and it tastes really great, and that's what people really enjoyed. And, I mean, that is still a part of that nurse nurturing caring part of me trying to get people to flip Mm -hmm. because I mean really what you do have done years ago what can catch up to you yes at some point (laughs) I mean I I say come on wake up I mean you can still I'm not saying I'm perfect and I don't cheat but if I cheat I'm gonna get a good cheat yes (laughs) okay I am not gonna make my cheat the worst cheat ever I'm going to find the healthiest cheat still that I can find because I, the stuff that's in foods today, I mean, especially packaged foods Mm -hmm. that, I mean, people don't, don't really read labels. I teach people to read your label. If you can't pronounce a word (laughs) in the label, do not get it. If you don't know what it is, do not consume it. Yeah, I'm still teaching people to do that. It's just so important what they're putting in foods today. That's right. killing people. You think about all the cancers. Yep. You know, the carcinogens. I mean, wake up, people. So starting eating more fruits and vegetables is best. I'm not a vegetarian. I'm not vegan. Um, I But I source my meats. I mean, I'm going to get the best beef. I'm going to get the best chicken, and I don't hardly eat chicken much anymore. I have switched over to turkey. But I source my meat just like I source my fish. Right. And no, you can still I, enjoy eating. Right. No, I try to stay away from uh, processed and packaged food. Uh, I try to cook my own meals, I, you know, instead of going out to eat. Unless mm-hmm. I'm going to a restaurant that I know that serves fresh, you know, foods and, and you know, from farm to table or whatnot. So, exactly. Um, those are things I've learned myself over the years. So, um, before we move on to the next phases of your business, because uh, you still have things that you haven't talked about yet, believe it or not, people. I want to uh, run a commercial spot here. 
and um, of my wonderful sponsor, Bradshaw and Bryant Law Firm, then come back. So we're going to take a short commercial break here, ladies and gentlemen, here on the JB's Low Tech Podcast. As, as stated earlier, I'm, I'm talking with my guests, which I'm learning a lot more about her, even though she's my sister-in-law, Carla Blackshear, down in uh, Georgia. And um, when we come back, we'll talk about other things about her business, Carla in the Kitchen, after this, here on the JB's Low Tech Podcast. When you need someone to listen, a lawyer you know and trust. Congratulations to all the Minnesota businesses that scraped through the last year. It sure hasn't been easy, but we've done it together. And while we certainly need to move forward, it's good to reflect on what we've been through and the many losses. Here at Bradshaw and Bryant, we held a lot of Zoom meetings, increased our phone calls, and have done our best to keep up with all the changes while continuing to provide quality work. We'd like to thank everyone that turned to us with their personal injury and criminal needs, as well as the courtrooms for bringing the community back together to serve justice. We look forward to being part of Minnesota's growth and success for many years to come. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. I hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, don't sign anything till you've talked to us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, here on the JB's Low Tech Podcast. My guest today is Carla Blackshear. Yes, she serves, shares the same last name as mine because she's married to my brother Percy, and they live in Atlanta, uh, or near Atlanta, Georgia. And um, she has her own business of, of gardening. It's called Car- Carla in the Kitchen, and it's basically teaching people how to uh, go from their own garden to their own table. And we were, we had talked about you know cooking and canning and how you know how fresh uh, vegetables and food can help you know your body yep. and also your mental health and also you know the, your wallet. And um, but I want to move in a different direction. I noticed from the information sh- uh, sheet you sent me, you also uh, you know try you help people build their own gardens. You know create uh, create or make new gardens in their own spot if you want to talk about that song yes so what i do is i do an assessment for every client that i get just so i can get an idea of what their space looks like and what they're wanting to do uh, where they want to set up their garden to make sure that where they're trying to set up their garden has the proper amount of sunlight during the course of the day you know to help their garden um, produce um, and be successful. So I do an, a garden assessment. Um, everyone looks at my website and say, "I want what you want." <laughs> I mean, I want what I want what you have. Right. And I and I help them understand. Well, it's taken me years. <laughs> <laughs> yes. To get to get my garden the way I want it to be, and I I say I don't think you really want to go that 
fast mm -hmm. because it, it can be work, but it can be minimal work. And like I say, I just encourage people to start slow. So I just try to get a feel from them as to what they want. What's your desire? You know, how much time are you able to put into maintaining the garden as well? Um, and if you're not going to maintain the garden, are you wanting me to maintain the garden? So a lot of things goes into an initial visit. Um, if someone would want a raised bed built, for instance, um, I turn them over to Percy, who can build the raised beds <laughs> okay. um, for them. That's not a part of what I do. <laughs> well, I didn't I know would... he was doing that, so that's something he... also yeah. something new for me. Yes. Well, you know, he has his own handyman service, so that's he built my raised bed. So if that is something that a client would want, um, that is something that he could do. Um, but there are also raised beds on the market right now that you don't have to build. All you need to do is get them and put them together. So we talk about, um, you know, ways to do that, you know, as well. Um, so that all goes into that, that initial assessment, just getting started. Is this something they want to do? Do you want me just to plan it out for you and you do it? Are you wanting me to plan it out and I come start? Um, we have sessions where my clients are with me and they're learning as I go or as I start them. And then that way they're able to continue to do maintenance or I help do maintenance with them over the course of the season. So there are multiple platforms, you know, in getting clients started. And um, uh, how, would, uh, how would somebody contact you? Right now, anyone who's listening would just uh, go to my website, www.carlainthekitchen.com. Um, once they review the mm -hmm. website, at the right. bottom of the page, they're able to just go right, tap right into um, sending a request for me to reach out to them. Um, and also on that request, it gives me an idea of what it is that they're wanting to do, um, if, if they've ever gardened before. It's kind of like somewhat like an intake form. Have you gardened before? You know, when you want to start? Um, are you wanting to work along with, uh, with me? Or are you wanting to do this project on your own? Mm -hmm. So going to the website is the best. They can book a complimentary consultation, um, a 30-minute consultation where I can learn about what it is that they're wanting to do. Um, try to cover as much information within that time frame as I can. And then with that, there's an agreement for me then to come out, you know, to do an actual assessment. Sometimes pay, clients are doing, um, I, sometimes I can do a virtual um, assessment. So sometimes they have their <laughs> phones <laughs> ready and they're ready to show me their space, you know, um, whether it's big, whether it's small. And um, then we just go from there. Yeah, I was I was going to ask you, do you do virtual or out-of-town spots where somebody can say, hey, this is my plot of land, and and I hope to do this, this, and this? And with, right. So you can, so even somebody who's like me, way up north, if I had the if I had the land to do that, and and we had a virtual meeting, you could tell me what uh give me some um that's an assessment i guess absolutely so my service does include in person or virtual okay um and i have had virtual clients one is in pittsburgh as a matter of fact 
Um, and I got an idea of, she's been gardening for a number of years, but not successfully. And that can happen too. It happened okay. with me. And then you have to just try to figure out what in the world is going on. Why am I not producing as I should? And it turned out that she um, had to, she didn't have enough sun. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. a biggie. You need to yeah. have at least six to eight hours of sun. So uh, we had to move. <laughs> her garden space to someplace else where she would get more sunlight um so virtual services is definitely a great part of what i do you know i just help them identify the best location you know what kind of water access do you have um is your water access near your home i mean are you able to run attached hoses to mm -hmm. get to your garden area um you know we talk about what are your concerns about, you know, pests, animals in and around your property. Um, how can we nip that in the bud early on if we get started? And uh, we just talk about a design and what kind of seasonal planning options, you know, are they looking for? Well, that sounds uh, wonderful that you're able to uh, do something like that because uh, and I was sitting here thinking, and I said, I got to ask that question because half my audience basically is in St. Louis and the other half is in Minnesota. So, you know, I, I and there are other people that I reach throughout the country also. But um, those are kind of like because I grew up in St. Louis and I've spent most of my time here in, in Minnesota. That's where my two audiences are. And uh, so I was just wondering if that, if that was something you can provide. So you, no, uh, I'm sorry. No, I said absolutely. Um, and then we'll just uh, set aside the number of coaching sessions that they, that I think they would need based mm -hmm. on what they're telling me, but also listen in on, well, I can only do like maybe three hours. No, fine. Three mm -hmm. hours. I can tell you what I can give you in three hours. And, you know, that all goes to, um, are we going to use planners? Are you talking about in-ground? Are you talking about raised beds? You know, we'll talk about what soils you need, what fertilizer you need. I'll give them all the information that they need as if I was going to someone face-to-face. -face. Well, and and you, you just told the story of the woman who, who planted in limited sunlight, so you had to uh, make a move or pivot and, and move her uh, garden and that leads me to my uh, next bit you also do renovations and makeovers correct that is correct so I had a client and she's actually my my second year with her I kind of tapped into her before I actually started my business um, she had a garden space she had a planter bed and um, but she wasn't one to do good about upkeeping oh. um, and so yeah um, I actually, she was a client of Percy's, and I came in at the towards the end of a season and helped do some cleanup of her garden bed and got rid of, like, some dead plants that no longer needed to be there. And then this year, she, she hired me on to do everything for her, like, everything. Like, get the bed filled, go shop, go do everything. <laughs> she didn't want to... <laughs> She didn't want to do anything. Right. So she wanted to reap the benefits but not do any right. of the work. <laughs> right. And that's fine, you yeah. know, uh, because I offer packages like that of hours. And I define what 
the time frame is for me to do this or to do that, you know, to go shop for you, <laughs> to go get your soils, get your fertilizers. So it's built into a package. Most of those clients will take a package because they know that they're going to do less of the work. I'm going to do more of the work. And, um, but I will do that. You know, I have no problems with that at all if that's what the client wants. And then what I do try to do is get that client to at least try to maintain to some degree. And if they don't want to maintain, I have maintenance as part of my business and I can come out and maintain your garden. So it's whatever the client wants. It's as little as they want to the most that they want. And as you're doing this work, I would assume you're getting almost the the um, the equivalent of a workout. Absolutely. So <laughs> just try managing, you know, the most of the bags of soils and what have you are two pounds. But I've gotten very smart about what to, how to lift you know, I wear a, a back brace, okay. you know, like one of the, uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have a little cart where I can get things from my car to the cart mm-hmm. <laughs> and a pull along cart that'll take me over to the garden. So, yes, there's definitely a, a physical activity involved in this um, lifting, pulling, digging, planting. Uh, you can burn calories for sure especially in the summer months. Oh my gosh, it was so hot this summer. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, the best things to do is to get out there very early um, so that you're spending your, you know, two hours or whatever it is, the amount of time you're going to do, get out there early and get it done. And, and then you're, you know, you're not having to reap the heat, the heat. Right. It was very hot. And then trying to maintain my own garden and someone else's at the same time. So it was, an interesting challenge this year. <laughs> well, you must be one organized person because, you know, to maintain your own and and then to help a group of others, uh, time management has to be uh, very valuable. It's very valuable, very important. Your clients depend on you, too, um, to be there, to get there, to get things done. And so, you know, they... Percy really thought our garden was going to be neglected because I now had a handful of clients that, mm-hmm. you know, I was starting their garden. But my garden is just as important as their garden and vice versa. And I always found the time. Sometime my time in my garden wasn't in the early mornings. If I was at my clients, my time was maybe later in the evening when the sun went down. Um, I could do things in my particular garden. But um, <clears throat> as I... I set up um, what we call soaker hoses, or you can have a drip irrigation system set up in your raised beds, and that helps eliminate a lot of time yeah. for folks as far as watering is concerned. So three of my raised beds all have soaker systems, and, um, and all I had to do is worry about, you know, watering my plant containers. So, you know, just juggling all of that, and I had expanded my garden this year, and I'm like, oh, what am I getting myself into? <laughs> <laughs> so next year I said, okay, so this is a lesson learned, and I'm going to probably scale back a little bit on my end um, and see how it goes from there. But you know, I think my clients were very happy with my services this year. They were very happy, um, not just from the professional standpoint. I coach my clients throughout the whole season so they're getting a little bit of homework too you know i'm sending them some videos i'm sending them all right 
if you were six weeks in, this is what you need to be doing. Mm-hmm. And if you can't get it done, then I'll come do it for you. You know, um, all right, we're at this point, we're starting to get some fruit. This is when you stop fertilizing, cut back on the fertilizing. So they're getting coaching sessions, um, not extra to them. If, oh. you, if, you, if you bought into a package, mm-hmm. um, you're really getting the coaching as right. well. I mean, I'm not charging them anything more to give them advice on how they need to maintain their garden. Um, I, I didn't for this year, and none of my clients were in such a need for me to have to come out so often to do things. Um, but if you're not doing what you need to do to maintain your garden, then I need to come out and do this for you, then that's a charge. Right. But if you have hours left within your package, we're just using the hours within the package. So my one client, for instance, had we started off with five hours. Mm-hmm. And once we used up all of her five hours, she just bought in to some more hours for me to be able to come maintain her garden. And so um, this time of the year, we're going into the dormant gr- growing season, or maybe there is different uh, uh, items that you grow. And, you know, you guys, when, w- when we say winter here, it's totally different from what you guys <laughs> experience is- winter down there. Um, that is exactly true. <laughs> so, um, are you growing something different, or are you just preparing the land for the uh, in the fall for the, uh, next spring? So, I'm a year-round grower. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> it's never over for me. Um, I still have peppers that are growing from spring, and mm-hmm. it's it, it's like we got a we had such a hot summer and such a wet season that things almost went dormant. And I did lose some plants because of so much rain. But, um, my peppers said, oh, not as hot? Oh, it feels like spring. Okay, here I go. They started budding and blooming and I got peppers coming now that I weren't even getting as much of over the summertime. But So I still have some things maintaining like that in my eggplant, but um, I have started broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, my greens, uh, turnip greens, mustard greens, kale, collards, um, garlic. Um, yes. So I continue to farm like a farm (laughs) (laughs) year round. And then for uh, pots that I'm not using, I just till them now or just turn over the soil and I cover them for the winter. Yeah, because um, I remember my dad doing something in the fall. I, you know, he would do things, and unless you were told that you had to be out there, I really didn't pay attention. <laughs> so I know he he was always doing something until like it really got too cold to dig in the ground or snow right. was falling or whatnot. But he yeah. he was always out there, <laughs> as my mother would say, picking at something. So (laughs) (laughs) this is a great time of the year and and fall, winter is easy going, you know, the beds are prepped, they're ready to go. You just watch things, you know, continue to grow. We got warm weather here now for the next couple of weeks. And as it gets cooler or below 50, then I'll start covering some plants during those times, um, during at night and then uncovering them during the day. It, this is an easy time of the year. If anybody wanted to plant, I find, mm-hmm. you know, so much nicer than, you know, dealing with the heat of the summer. 
So would this be the time of the year you would do more of like the canning and... Um... Actually, you can can all year. I mean, you can, whatever harvest you were getting over the spring, summer months, mm-hmm. you take that and you do your canning because by now your, your, your tomato plants are done. Mm-hmm. At least mine are. Right. Mine, mine were done probably better than four or six weeks ago. So I pulled those plants and I have something else grown in that space right now. So with the peppers, because the peppers are all going to come off probably at the same time, I'm, I will probably can a good part of my peppers or you can slice your peppers down and freeze them. Um, so I'll be doing that. Um, I have red potatoes in the spring and I thought I was done with those pots. Well, I must have had little pep- um, red potatoes in the pot because they have started to grow so as yeah. long as the weather is nice um, i could probably go down there in another 30 days and have some nice sized red potatoes that right. wasn't expecting <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, every little bit helps it does for sure so uh just looking over your list and, and your maintenance you do <laughs> weeding and pruning and pest control and plant replacement and uh uh and it mentions away from home care and uh, end of season cleanup. Um, exactly. So that's just, I mean, you have to do garden maintenance um, all through the spring and the summer season, particularly in the summer. Um, you got to pull weeds, um, you know, plants that get out of control. You have to prune them back. Uh, always constantly um, doing pest control. And I have on my website, there's a, a recipe for an, uh, an organic and uh, pesticide spray, you mm-hmm. know, that you can use. Um, plant replacement. I had to replace my cucumbers and my zucchini plants because the rain just killed them. And so now I have them. I'm, I'm getting cucumbers like now, mm-hmm. finally. Um, so I'll do something like that. If someone's going away on vacation and they need their plants watered, um, I would water for them. And, um, yeah, if you're done with your season and you don't feel like getting out there and cleaning out your pots and cleaning out your container, your raised beds, um, I'll go clean it up, you know, get it ready, cover it up until for the next season. Well, when you started talking about cucumbers, yeah, my dad would uh, do all the growing basically, but my mother would then prepare it. And I was just thinking about her cucumbers <laughs> slices um once they uh had uh picked them yeah mm-hmm. that was that was something very tasty that you know was right then right there right and then, um, right now. yeah and um once the tomatoes red and in the in the windowsill you know she would cut them for salads or whatnot and mm-hmm. or the green tomatoes for uh fish fries I remember that as a kid. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, every once in a while they, you know, they wouldn't barbecue. They would have a, uh, a fish fry in the backyard, and part of that was the fried green tomatoes. So, mm-hmm. um, all those things just they just bring back uh, me- memories from my youth that uh, my brother probably. Uh, lives over and over in his mind also as as you guys are doing those things so um you uh you do all of this under the umbrella of carla in the kitchen and uh 
It starts off with a complimentary 30-minute 30, 30 uh, phone or virtual consultation, correct? That is correct. And uh, from, uh, from there, you just kind of uh, see what people want, and uh, then you start their, start their journey along with them. Correct. Once I do the assessment, um, we talk about their plan, and they make a decision whether or not they're ready to go. And if they are, then they sign a client agreement um, for me to come out and do work. We decide on um, the package that they're interested in, and we fine-tune all of those things up front. I had to learn a hard way <laughs> very, early, mm -hmm. very early on in my business. I had to tweak some things, but before I go back out and do any work, the patient, the patient, excuse me, I'm talking about my patients, <laughs> my clients <laughs> have to, you know, uh, agree and then um, set a deposit. And then I come out and I start the work and we will set up any, a kind of a, a arrangement for them. If they need to have a payment arrangement of some type, particularly if they're paying for hours you know, we'll set that all up ahead of time before I come back out to start any work for them. Well, I have to laugh because my poor uh, younger brother, Kevin, is married to a southern gal, and she uh, <laughs> she she has a garden also. Mel has a garden next to their house, and um, every once in a while, he's got to go out there, and he, <laughs> he'll kind of complain on Facebook about doing something, you know. <laughs> so... <laughs> But uh, just listening to all this, I kind of wish I had, you know, I live in a condo space, so I don't have the space to um, do any gardening or, 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 you know, that would be my yeah. own. It would be part of... You have of a patio? <laughs> you have a patio? Yeah, but I, um, I also have a complaining neighbor below me, so it's like, oh. <laughs> you know, I just figured, I just not... Uh, do something like that but I know where you were headed yeah. and yes because some people's spaces are very very small so you have to work with what they have right and what and you just help them you know visualize what they can have no it, you it, know, you, yeah no it would be nice if you know if I could but also then the other part is you know between this podcast and me working 40 hours plus a week and also playing baseball and I'm I, I think I'm about to venture into bowling <laughs> ex-college roommate has has and uh the final decision will be made on Wednesday but I think I'm going to get up and go and join in a league that he's uh, a part of and starting up on Wednesday so um, yeah, so I, yeah, I don't think you can fit gardening. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I'm going to do baseball. I think I'm going to do it one more year, and then at age 60, that will be my retirement se uh, my retirement season. So, um, yeah. But I really appreciate you coming on and uh, letting people know about your business, but also maybe planting, planting that ideal in their head and in their, and in their life. And... Um, and maybe uh, have the benefits from uh, from gardening themselves. Again, uh, can you uh, uh, tell them how to uh, reach out to you? Yes. Um, again, they can go to my website, www.carlainthekitchen.com. Um, they can just fill out a request to have a virtual or a face-to-face uh, -face 
you know, consultation. However, they might be easier for them to do that, but typically it's usually over the phone or, or virtually. And um, my number uh, that they can reach me at is 404-919-8656. So they can either call or they can go on and put in the request and I'm available to uh, talk to them within um, 24 hours. Well, that's that's wonderful information, and also it has been a uh, informational hour for me, not only on gardening but on on you, and also more more info on my brother. So it's been nice, and I really appreciate uh, having you come on and talk about your business. Well, I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity and the time and space to do this and educate others, and I'll keep you posted on you know, the feedback that I get. Okay. And, um, yeah, when I get this all edited and put together, I'll send you a link and you can, uh, do whatever you need to do with it. But, um, um, it's for me, it's, you know, if you get into this part of the, of the business of podcasting or broadcasting, as I tell people, it's all about content. You just need to find and just go through your life and you have plenty, you know, plenty of content there. Um, I wanted to write a book and because uh, I'm numbers, uh, lucky number seven of a family of nine. And um, I wanted to write a book and realize eh, that was more of um, what I probably could take on or handle. But in 20, you know, having a background of 22 year of radio broadcasting at a a local classic rock radio station on a morning show I was like why don't I just go into podcasting and and so that's where I you know that's where I I've planted my feet and um so I just appreciate you coming on and giving me more content so well you're very welcome and it's an area that I'm looking at going into next year as well so I'll, I'll be reaching out to you and learning more from you on that fact Okay, well, I'll be here. Uh, you know, I, as others have asked me, I said I'll try to give you as much as I know, <laughs> because I, in some ways, I call this the the low tech podcast, but I also call this the miracle because I played around for with stuff for like weeks, and uh, wasn't get, wasn't recording, wasn't doing this, wasn't doing, and all of a sudden I got everything plugged into the right places, and I went and I looked on the screen and where I can uh, monitor the recording is like, hi, huh, it's actually recording. And then then it was the uh, publishing part and then, um, and uh, the things that tied into that. So, yeah, I well, can. I'm excited for you. Um, I'm just excited that you've gotten to this space and um, I'm looking forward to hearing more and more about what you're doing out there. All right. Well, thanks again, Carla. And uh, again, that's Carla in the kitchen. And uh, she can help you uh, from ground to table. And if exactly. it, and, uh, and as I stated earlier, do something good for your mind, your body, and your soul, plus your wallet. And you've uh, heard this all here on the JV's Low Tech Podcast. J B is my name and f***ing up motherfuckers is my game. Point on Negro, Black, African American, Black, 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 Django, J B. Damn.
Dolomite. Great God in heaven, you know I... We are great Negro sex machine.